water and global warming in your health. This is a worldwide show and we want everyone around the world to know a little bit about Sharon Kleina and myself and who I am and why the show. Long ago I began to study water and hydrotherapy knowing that there were, everything was so dry and there's only one method to uh, providing your body, the health it requires every day, very common sense, very simple since the beginning of time, is your thirst. You are thirsty every day. You have 50 trillion cells you're living with in your body. 50 trillion cells with little tiny little bubbles. Imagine that in your mind of water. Outside the body, you've got your skin and it's 80% water, and it must absorb from the air every day the moisture you don't see to live and thrive and be your filter system. Your eyes open, the eyelid opens at the moment of birth, and all of a sudden the eyes have to have moisture coming from the air that you can't see. If you don't have enough moisture, your eyes' health will deplete, and guess what? Every five seconds, someone is going blind all over the world because of dry eye. The word dehydration means less loss of moisture every day of your life because you left that water bag and you entered in the air you breathe, and you're living with this earth. You're living with the earth. The earth is not going to live with you. You have to decide. The show is about you learning how to live here on this earth with a civilization that is growing, but we are so lucky to have so many directions to learn more about our health and how do we take better care of it. But our issue is very common sense issues, water and health. Do you drink enough water? Some of the symptoms that we will learn more about on the show every week around the world are, do you feel dry? Do you get irritable? Do you have headaches, allergies, viruses around the United States? I don't know about other parts of the world. We're having a very serious, out-of-control flu virus going on. Do you have anxieties, dry skin, dry eyes? But, you know, if you had any one of those and if you were stressed, had a little anger streak, a little disappointment, a little bit of of a disappointment that you think you can handle, go have another glass of water. Water, water, water to drink. Simply do it. We've had a lot of people say, Sharon, you've changed my life through the months. I drink more water and I can't believe the oxygen. I feel more energy. Every time I think I have a symptom, I go drink some more water. I'm learning how important water is. So the show each week is you learning there's a dehydration going on from the moment you're born, and you need to hydrate. It's simple. And another fact, we're getting ready for the excitement in 2008 of learning more about global warming. But there's another thing, the Olympics in China. China admits they have a lot of pollution. What are we going to do when we visit China? I'm going to be visiting China in March, working with that. What are we going to learn to be educating ourselves more about the global warming and pollution of the air and our health 
drink more water. And as our sponsor says, nature's tears eye mist, your eyes, and keep your eyes healthy. Today we have a lot of excitement. We have Representative Dennis Richardson from Oregon. Oregon is on the West Coast. Uh, Southern Oregon is in the tip of the southern part of of, uh, Oregon, is in Mepford, Oregon, is where he's located, but he's a state representative. He's giving his time and energy to caring. Now, remember, a lot of people that get into politics are giving up their lives to care about others. It's called, uh, uh, I think they almost should be in the category of a first responder to help us out. Uh, we're going to learn more about health and health insurance, about what's going on in America and in Southern Oregon. Our second guest is Art Bernstein, where we're going to talk about, again, our endangered rivers as a species. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears I Mist, and we'll be right back with Representative Richardson. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. You are listening to the Sharon Klein Hour, The Power of Water and Global Warming. And our first guest today is Representative Richardson. Are you with us today? Yes. Good morning. Well, thank you for taking your time out of what you're doing, and I know how busy you are, to join us uh, about health education. Um, tell us a little bit about you, uh, Representative. Are you, I know you're sitting there in Medford, Oregon. Yes, it's in southern Oregon. It's, it's um, foggy and icy right now, but uh, it, it, it's a wonderful place to be. Uh, I have been in the legislature since 2003 and have been focusing my attention on health care. Uh, and when I'm a Republican, in, in uh, the 05 session, I was the chair of the Ways and Means Subcommittee over health care. Mm-hmm. And then, in, since then, I've uh, now in the minority, but I'm the vice chair on the Policy Health Committee for the House of Representatives. Okay, and uh, that's exciting. I really am cl- uh, happy to have you on the show and people around the world can hear more about what your goals are. Um, so uh, your background has been in, uh, in health care, and so when you decided to run for the legislature, you chose that health care would be your primary goal? Yes, it's something that I, I, I could easily see is um, it's a huge problem. I, I have a law firm, in, a small country lawyer and law firm in southern Oregon, but as an employer, I've seen the cost of health care continue to go up so much. You know, we're talking 10 to 20 percent increases in premiums that employers have to pay mm-hmm. every year. And so more and more employers are, are stopping the, pro, the provision where they're providing group insurance, mm-hmm. and more and more people are becoming uninsured. Mm-hmm. And yet the costs of health care keep going up. The availability and affordability of insurance keeps going down. Something needs to be done. And so I thought, I'm going to focus on on this issue and try and be part of the solution. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, uh, I have been involved with healthcare 
for oh many years. I'm in fact my birthday's this week. I'm going to be 66 years old. Well, happy birthday! I, thank you. And I look at it that way because I uh, representative when I was young. I always thought if the older I get, I might get smarter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. But in the research center that we started here years ago in studying the dehydration of the body, the symptoms. All symptoms are dehydration, and they stem from that originally. And uh, we've done everything we can for civilization. All the companies that are wonderfully trying everything they can to provide uh, to answer the problems to the health symptoms. And around the world, it doesn't seem like it seems like we're not coming forward to getting proactive, where each individual is taking a responsibility. Well, part of that is that more. we don't have a health care system. We have a sick care system. Yeah. The incentives and the payments and the income and all of those things which drive industry are based on how many visits a person has and how many procedures they get, not on what can be done to help them be healthier and have less sickness. And then also maybe we might add, and I don't know anywhere else in the world, and I'm sure it's very because of the new computer software programs of the world, the paperwork, can you read it all? Uh, yeah, it's gotten to where it's so detailed. Some gentleman was saying but trying to get his mother into the hospital. And, uh, well, in fact, I was watching over here in America, listeners were having our um, uh, caucuses coming up for our elections uh, futures for President of the United States. And we're having a lot of debates going on and able to listen if we want to be proactive and want to learn more about our life on, in this country and who's going to be running our country as a business worldwide. And one of the uh, um, individuals said, you know, when he, by the time he got the paperwork ready for his mother to get in the hospital, they didn't realize that some of the, uh, the insurance didn't cover it all. Oh, I know. It's a real problem. There's a, a, a balance that has to be struck between the use of technology and the desire to assure confidentiality. But the technology is there, and we must get to a point where where we can utilize it in a way that will speed the process for admission to avoid duplication of treatments and to lessen the likelihood of mistakes. Now, you've hit on to some very fascinating, uh, and, and, and again, my age is interesting. I, I have been at this since I was in my 20s. And I was president of the American Cancer Society, sat on the state board for the American Cancer Society with the medical teams. And I found myself so concerned in my 20s representative that people don't get proactive enough themselves as people. Yes, we do need health insurance. Yes, we do need to understand what we have and what we don't have that we need to add to our insurance future. But a lot of times people take gambles and they don't take better care of their health every day anyway. Uh, We're we're taking chances. Uh, We're not going home after work every day. And think about yourself as I think about myself. Do I, at the end of the day, take care of myself getting ready for the next day? I try everything I can to remind myself, I've got to be at work tomorrow. I have a company to run worldwide. What am I doing for my health to be healthy? Am I going out and over-endurancing uh, uh, too much activity, too much exhaustion? Did I eat right? Um, did I think about how much rest I'm getting? And that's what our show is about, is what can we do to get people self-reliant and so that, yes, they have to have health insurance. We do have to have that. And what our show today would be is what you've been learning, uh, because it sounds like you're very much uh, been called upon with a mission to concentrate and focus on what is better for the Oregon residents or Southern Oregon residents, 
with health care. Uh, what are you finding out in Oregon that has been, uh, po- let's start out with a positive, and then we'll work in what the negative has been. Okay, as far as positive is concerned, in our last session, we passed a Senate bill called Senate Bill 329 and funded a health committee that will be made up of non-legislators. We're talking about experts who are are in the health industry, not just advocates, but people who understand the system and how it works. And the goal is to evaluate and and make whatever recommendations for reform are necessary for the Oregon's um, medical and health system from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first Now, when point you're doing this, you is, there, are, are, is the legislature picking out a phase? In other words, they don't just maze out into our life here, but they're going into a phase, and once they learn enough about what's needed to be done with one phase, and then they can work on to the next phase and get in it like a business should. Well, you actually, get a business plan, you focus, and then you learn each phase as you go along. And then at the end of the, when you get the phases done, then you can look at the whole picture as a group, uh, because it is, a, a, you know, every single person is so different. So well, how are we going to relate? What happens to government is you have silos, you have different advocates and different programs, okay. and they view life as if they're the only program uh, or, or problem that exists. They're a chairman or a committee member. Pardon me. Program. You have a sign from the legislature, an individual, to go out and take on a particular individual focus on behalf of what you're wanting to learn. Well, in this instance, uh, what Oregon is doing is we've set up a Blue Ribbon Commission of, of experts, brought in people from other states who are very knowledgeable on what's taking place throughout the country, okay. and they're evaluating the, the health care system for Oregon as if it were a separate corporation that you might be looking at buying. That's the way it you know, has what to is, be looked at, it, right. What is it uh, doing? How is it organized? Where are the redundancies? Where does there need to be imp- new emphasis? Uh, is managed care the best way to approach? Is it pay per visit? How can these be functioned? What's the accessibility? You know, because you can have uh, people that have needs, but if there are insufficient physicians or practitioners in a rural area, then the people can't get the help. Mm-hmm. What about using distance of medicine mm-hmm. where you can have uh, a nurse practitioner in a rural area who has uh, audiovisual real-time connections with a specialist at the Oregon Health Science University mm-hmm. to assure that people that are in a distant uh, rural area can still have health care that they need. There's so much that can be done, and so Oregon is trying to determine what is the best way to approach it, what would be most cost-efficient, what will improve accessibility, and be acceptable to the people. Okay, so they're starting out with a phase. Now, what I'm going to ask here is, and, and, and bear with me, um, I, I'm going to pretend, I, I, and everybody all over the world listening, and any other state listening, um, as you're taking this on, you're going to look at it as a business should be. First phase, get that completed, and move on to the next subject um, so that you can learn what is the most important thing for the state of Oregon, what is the second most important thing? And then you have to go out, of course, and educate that once right. you're done. Uh, certainly, they have to have basic premises. One of the premise, uh, the fundamental premises is that there needs to be universal access to health care, mm-hmm. that all Oregonians should have the opportunity and the ability to have health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, as a first decision, is very important because it's very expensive, and it says that the over 600,000 uninsured Oregonians need to have 
uh, provisions made so that they don't just go to an emergency room when uh, they have a, a health problem that could have been dealt with, or they don't wait until it's an emergency when it could have been solved. Excuse in me, you know, for interrupting for a second. Have you found with all of you, the work and time you've been putting in, and of course, I guess you guys are just tapping the surface, but have you found any anything at all that's the number one weakness of, of let's just talk about our state. Okay. This state, I'm in Oregon, by the way, listeners. Um, what is the number one weakness of to this all? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get away from the cost. What is the mo- number one weakness that people find uh, that it's, it's just too, it's too much for them uh, to keep up with it, that you need to simplify why they would have health insurance? Because, you know, a lot of people are gambling like casinos. They're not, they'll uh, put it off. Well, they do because it's not as immediate as food and shelter. And the the cost for health care is going up between 7 and 10% every year and is compounded, and that's been going on for two decades. And yet people still go out to the vacations. They go out to the movies. They go to pizza. They buy their coffee. They're, they're, they're living lives. But for some reason, they're like uh, treating their health like it's the next uh, casino or the uh, lottery. Uh, what is the answer did you ever find when you're trying to imp- emphasize to your uh, citizens of Oregon how important it is to try to figure out to get some kind of insurance? It's very difficult to get that message across because most people will say, oh, yes, we need to, but we don't have the money to do it. And so it's about making decisions. I mean, I ask, well, do you have cable TV? And so is your health worth more than that? They say, well, we've got to have cable. (laughs) And so it's an attitude. And yeah, and that's where we're going to try with the show representative each week to get people's attitude thinking about how important they are to the civilization of the earth. In other words, you are getting up every day. We all have a responsibility to live here and be as healthy as we can for each other, to all those around us to be healthy because we affect other people's health when we're not healthy. If we're healthy, we also affect their health to be healthier. Well, I tell you what would really help would, it would be if people would anticipate what their reaction would be if they were diagnosed with cancer or another you know, terminal disease. I've done that personally. I've changed my lifestyle and my eating habits uh-huh. because the people that I know that have been diagnosed with cancer, uh, they say, oh, well, I've got to do something. They do some research. They start eating more naturally. They start yeah. hydrating more. They start getting exercise and more rest. And I thought... Well, if I would do the same thing, why not do that before I'm diagnosed and, and exactly. strengthen my immune system, and maybe I won't have to go through the diagnosis? Why should well, I have to be terrorized into making wise decisions? Exactly. Sometimes we can do everything right and still have a diagnosis of that symptom. But what can we do, as you just said, it, and thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, what do we need to do to be responsible citizens? Of this life. You know, there's a word called immortality. Well, a lot of people, and I say at the end of the show, Representative, never say goodbye. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Well, what that means to me, and I hope the listeners understand, you are important to this earth. You are so important, you affect everybody else. The ecosystem isn't just our wild animals and the flowing water and and the species of the rest of the earth, we as people of the earth, the civilization brought on this earth to live here, have a mission. We have to be healthy. It is important and affects our mental health, everything about us. But that is also contagious with other people we're around. If you're unhealthy, 
misery wants company for some reason. And what you just said, when you were diagnosed, you decided to take it upon yourself, take the responsibility upon yourself, not blame the employer, not blame the doctor, not blame. You took it upon yourself to be responsible. Well, yeah. See, I didn't. I have not been diagnosed myself. Oh, I decided I will try and avoid the diagnosis I by doing the right things early instead of okay. waiting until it's trying until to until fix it's what's already okay. the I damage see. is done. Yeah, but and there's a lot of people now, representative that I've learned talked to that are taking it upon themselves and what they've been diagnosed. They go out and learn. Yes. And they're shocked. That's what they've learned to be able to solve a lot of the problems, assist the doctors, assist the nurses, assist everything. And they've been learning so much that they are also part of the the health package of getting their diagnosis of cancer or heart or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever it may be, uh, diabetic. They are learning to be so proactive, not to blame, to take responsibility. Right, that is absolutely correct. I am diabetic, was diagnosed uh, when I was 41 back in 1981, and that changed my life. I started researching, studying, trying to understand what That's it meant right. and what I needed Wonderful. to do to really, yeah. live better. That is what it's all about. Now, here in Oregon, you know, I'm, I'm, I hope I don't step on your toes uh, because I'm in, I'm in the business world, and I have a business going on here potentially all over the world. And I am at that seat. I sit there with that, besides being director of research and founder of hydrotherapy and all the things I do with what we do. The business that is so important called health insurance to the people of our earth is vital because health costs have gone up. And they're going up because publicly held companies and portfolio managers are managing to make profit for their retirement investors. What is the answer to that cost not going up? Have you studied any of that in Oregon yet about what are we going to do when the health insurance keeps going up and there's no and the, and the reasoning it goes up is because those investors want to make profit in those publicly held companies. Um, what is the answer to health insurance and to keep, get it to be more balanced and not so inhumane? Well, I'll tell you, it's a very complicated issue, and it's not merely the you know greedy companies that want to make money. Everyone wants to make money. I mean, people are not in business, whether they're doctors or uh, you know salespersons. Okay. They they're there because it's it's not a hobby. They want to make money, and, and so profit, how do you have some profit, impact on profit. the inflating price? One of the problems we have is that under the current system, the people receiving the benefit have no stake in what's being paid for it. And so if you, if you don't pay any more for a, um, a generic prescription or, or any, get any benefit from a generic prescription over a, a brand-name prescription and one costs $18 and the other costs $120, mm-hmm. you'll take the $120 because you heard about it or you watched it on TV. Yeah, there we go. And so there needs to be some connection between the person who's getting the benefit and what's being paid for it. In America, the, the average... Uh, individual pays only 14 cents on every health care dollar that's spent. Mm-hmm. And so if you're only spending 14 cents for every dollar of benefit, then, you know, it doesn't really matter a lot to you because you don't care so much. Somebody else is paying for it. You go to your doctor or you go to, you know, and, and, and there's a prescription or there's a treatment or there's some procedure that's being recommended, and you say, well, of course, let's do it because you don't have to say, well, what's that going to cost and what, does that mean to me, you know, as far as our finances and those kinds of things? And is there a more economical way, such as 
uh, natural prevention or natural treatments or alternatives to just um, medicating. Okay, we're going to come back to that subject. Uh, if you'll wait for us, sure. I know you're busy, but we have a little more time, but we have to listen to our sponsor. And we'll come back and discuss that. And you can tell me what you think some of the answers might be. And our listeners, I think, will be fascinated. We're going to take a moment for our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Representative Richardson, uh, when we took our moment here uh, with our sponsor, you and I were talking about with our listeners about the cost per dollar. Now, in the United States, it's 14 cents on the dollar. Yes, that, that's all that currently the, the, the recipients of health care are paying toward their own health care. That's on an average. So if you sit down and did a, a projection, a cost projection on individual averaging uh, on a dollar spent for their health insurance, they're paying 14 cents on the average, or is that in Oregon? No, that's that's a, a national average, okay. and it means that 86% are being paid for in other ways, whether it's a, it be the government or cost shifts uh, to insurance companies that are, you know, group insurance carriers and so forth. That's one of the reasons that the cost of health insurance is going up faster than the increase in just the cost of health care. Mm-hmm. It's because so much of health care is given to individuals who don't pay anything, and so Somebody's going to pay, and so it gets shifted to those that are paying. I've got an idea to think about, and, of course, today we're just in evaluations and theories and what's going on with, in fact, in the campaigns going on, health care issues are right at the top of some of the concerns. But also so are some of our environmental concerns that uh, the former Vice President Al Gore has brought out to the world that there is a concern of civilization and in the environment. And, you know, Representative, we have another environmental concern, health care. That's an environment concern. And the concern here in the United States is, and around the world, but here in Oregon, is how can we get people thinking about how they take better care of themselves so the the price, the values become more valuable on the asset value of the human's health and not maybe and be, be more proactive to learn more about how to take care of themselves like you said you just did. When you were diagnosed with diabetes, and I've known many hundreds of people when they're diagnosed, they go dive in and learn what they can do to improve what they hadn't learned before and been more proactive and maybe should have been more proactive but not had maybe enough education. And that's companies like myself. It's our responsibility to provide education to 
people about where we're coming from. Every single company representative should be out there educating, educating, educating about what they've been learning about research and not just selling pills and selling surgery and selling equipment and selling the products, but educating, educating, educating. This is why, why, why. And then when people would learn to take better care of themselves, everybody would make money, but people would take care of themselves and be more proactive. That's an environmental initiative that can improve our earth and our civilization for generations to come. Well, it certainly would, as well as the quality of life for us while we're alive. Wouldn't go down? There's one aspect of it that is not often looked at, and that is why, you know, what is the driving cause of the the increased costs and so forth? Exactly. And what, you know, what are the incentives for the present situation? Yeah. And I mentioned before that the, the payment that it that is made in our current health situation is based on being sick. It's treatments and procedures. And if we can change the incentives so that medical practitioners, so that you know, doctors and nurses and, and, and others who are involved in providing health care can have an incentive, a financial incentive to promote healthful living, to take the time to talk to people about their chronic conditions and lifestyle choices and those kinds of things, where they then there will be time spent there. Mm-hmm. But presently, it's about getting patients in, getting you know, dealing with the, the, the problem that they've got, and getting them out because that's where the financial incentive is. So now until we change the found... incentives, we're not going to make a major change in the way healthcare is delivered in America. Yeah. Now, when you were in that research uh, project going on, did you find that a lot of doctors are not wanting to practice medicine anymore? Uh, I'm not. Uh, that that hasn't come up in, in okay, what I'm doing. Have you found out with, there's a uh, lot of uh, endangered? But, but yes, we have looked at that, and there are a number of older doctors, especially that are retiring, because you know for a number of reasons. Uh, and one of them is you know that they're concerned about liability, and another is that you know that there's so much um, mandates, so many mandates coming down from the government. There's just a lot of factors that people have. And we have a problem in that there's more money in being a specialist. And so 70 to 80 percent of the graduating um, doctors, you know, when they're they're going to the residencies, are going into specialties. So we have a huge inadequate supply of of primary care doctors because there's not as much money in it. This is what I was, you know, it's interesting we're on the same wavelength because I have been asked by the two dermatologists in Southern, here in uh, Grand Pass, because dermatology as a medical profession has almost become endangered because doctors want to go on to other types of of, uh, of, of plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, other types of of medical uh, methods to make money, and there's nobody's going into dermatology like they used to years ago. So, and and what about OB doctors? Yeah, well, I, I talked. To, I've also met with the two dermatologists that you're referring to, and part of the problem that they face is that Southern Oregon is a rural area, and they're dealing with dermatology involving cancer in and uh, you know, skin cancers and those kinds of things, exactly. not the more lucrative cosmetic surgery part of dermatology, exactly. which is mainly focused in the bigger cities. And how do we draw in the United States and around the world the doctors that maybe don't want to go into the rural or maybe they're not specializing in dermatology anymore, they're specializing more in cosmetic or plastic surgeries or those kind of ocular plastics or whatever. Um, and that probably has raised some of the health costs. Am I wrong? Would that yeah, you're, raise? You're correct. That? that is a, a real factor in the health costs. And the answer to the question on how do we raise that, uh, have more doctors that are willing to, pro- to provide 
that kind of medicine, we have to have more access to doctors. Uh-huh. I mean, we have such a limited number of doctors that are being graduated from medical schools in America, and certainly that applies to Oregon as well, where we only have one medical school, uh, that unless we can come up with a way through distance learning, through uh, affiliations and, and um, cooperation between universities and um, medical schools, because you don't have to be in a medical school for all of your years of training. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have training in other universities and then only right. be in the medical school when you need to actually be doing your clinicals. And if we will be forward-thinking, we could produce a, a, a greater ability to have more doctors graduate. Call it proactive. In other words, let's care enough to have a mission to assist these doctors to do what they – and now we're talking about uh, the two doctors here and uh, in Southern Oregon, and it's Dr. Rasmussen and Dr. Young. And – they have passion. They care. They really do. And I'm, the, I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to recognize melanoma in time in children. Mm-hmm. Well, they care enough about the passion, the voice, the, the, the way they're concerned about this whole country, the world. They're not taking serious some of these professional uh, requirements, uh, and their they're, uh, dermatologist is almost coming like an endangered occupation because there's not enough people in it. And we as uh, people uh, need to start getting proactive to get people involved in, number one, taking care of themselves. That will lower the health insurance. Number two, Getting our, giving our doctors the assistance they need. If they need more doctors, what can we do as citizens in each community? Don't go to the next community. Don't go off to the next state. What can we do to bring our loyalty back to our own life in our own communities, mm-hmm. uh, Representative Richardson? It's time that people started getting loyal to the community they wish to live in. We do have people who want to move in and out. They move in and out. But there's people who want to stay. And those people should take it upon ourselves, each of us throughout our country, to be concerning of our borders and how we take care of our lives in those borders. Are we eating our local produce? Are we eating our local uh, chicken? Are we getting to where we're getting healthier without bringing in the foods from such distances? Right, and, uh, and not knowing what they've been through. And to know how long it organic took to get there. And, locally. Getting, and, there's, and then the word organic healthy, uh, nature, life, uh, homopathic, thank gosh, my medical team are almost all surgeons and active all around the world. They love the, the integrative medicines. They love the, they like the idea of assistance to what they're trying to do. So there's no longer this, oh, well, I don't understand that, but everybody is learning more specialties of what they can do to help each other for the person to live and be healthy. You know, Representative, we have a woman on the line who would like to ask a question. Annette, are you with us? Yes, hello. Hi, Annette. Do you have a question? Thank you for joining us. For the representative. Thank you, uh, Representative Richardson. This is a very interesting topic. And I was wondering, um, do you really think that there's going to be a renaissance to um, the health care to include the incentives that you've spoken of? Now, when you said renaissance, do you mean a... I mean like a reawakening, a... Uh, awakening to a what... revision what, of, of, of how... You mentioned it's, we really, it isn't really a health care system at this point. It really is a sickness insurance or something I, I heard um, mentioned earlier was an interesting way to put it. Representative, uh, do you know what... I need to have you repeat the question because I'm not able to hear the caller. Okay, I'm sorry. He, she was wondering what would be the renaissance to getting the health care um, 
better for everyone. Well, there's, been, there's experiments going on in a number of places. I flew up to a clinic in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, that has uh, cut their use of, uh, their patients are cutting the, the use of emergency rooms by over 50%, and um, their utilization has gone down, but the way, and the way that they've done it is they're spending more time with patients. When a patient comes in for one problem, they've got a team, and the team includes a nurse practitioner and assistants that does follow-up, and even a behavioral specialist because there's a lot of, of um, you know, alcoholism and drug problems involved with a lot of the, um, the patients in this clinic. And so they'll have them come in and they'll say, while you're here, let's take a look at your A1C. Let's see what your blood sugar is like. Let's take a look at uh, your, your cholesterol limits. And, and so they're spending more time with individual patients trying to identify early problems and talk with them about things that can be done in their own lives and the way that they live so that they will be healthier. And as a result, so over a more period of years... On time. So they're getting more time of it to the, to the individual patient. Is they it? are, and so they're having less... The, the patients are less sick, and they're, and they're coming in uh-huh. less frequently because yeah, you know, they know that there's just, somebody there for them. What you just said, Representative, is that you use the word renaissance. To me, the word renaissance... I'm a writer, but the word renaissance means what has been in the past that's been practiced that was so valuable that we could learn to bring forward. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from. I ho- hope mm-hmm. that's uh, you both agree. But what you just said, Representative, these people are getting what happened years ago way back in time. They got more one-on-one time right. to be with the time and get to know the person, the in- individual symptoms, and what the person wants to learn uh, wants to hear uh, what they need to do when they leave there and not rush in and rush out. We're not, I'm never going to blame anyone, the doctor or anyone, no, because it's a there's system. so many people out in the waiting room today. Which also le- leads to what you were speaking about, Sharon, earlier about education. Once people become more educated, uh, you can make better decisions and you can take better care of yourself. So that's well, an interesting study. Well, thank you, Annette, and thank you. Thank Have you. a nice day. Well, uh, Representative Richardson, this has been absolutely, could we go on longer, and I am so disappointed. I'm going to have one more question, though, uh, before we go, and it will make another show someday, is over in Massachusetts, they have uh, Governor Romney started a, an insurance plan for the state of Massachusetts with everyone having to have that insurance, have to have insurance. Could you explain that to our listeners? Are you familiar with it? Yes, uh, somewhat. They, Governor Romney had uh, he brought in key experts. They evaluated what would work and what changes needed to be made. And one of their decisions was that health coverage is important for every individual, and you can't just ignore it and expect that employers are going to pay the freight. And so they said, if you have to have car insurance because that's a responsibility of being a driver, then in, in Massachusetts you're going to have to have health insurance as well. Uh-huh. And so they made a requirement that everybody be insured, and they made it very easy to happen, and there's, there's church. And now I mean, did they bring the health insurance companies into this? Uh, they did. They were now? part of the discussion at, at the very beginning, and it was a bipartisan discussion. They brought in all of the players, mm-hmm. and they came up with a way. Their goal was how do we assure that Massachusetts citizens have health insurance coverage? Mm-hmm. And they came up with a way, and it's working, and it's a good example for what uh, could be looked at for other states. Now, are you going to be learning more about that as time goes by and maybe we could have you on the air again. Uh, certainly. Uh, and Oregon is trying to take the, the successes that are happening all across the country mm-hmm. in formulating a plan that will work for Oregonians. And so okay, and as you learn, could we have you on again and keep in touch? 
certainly. Because then we can keep it up on the web that we've had the show and that we are concerned as citizens of Oregon about the rest of the world, too. And, um, you know, I want you to know how much uh, I'm going to speak from myself and, and all of us um, for your time to giving your uh, time. They call them politicians. It's just... It's sad. It's called giving your time to respond to what the needs of this earth are and your state. And I want to thank you for what you're doing. And then also I need to tell you what I just got back from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were with the governor of Oregon, and my husband and I were uh, uh, special guests of the troops that were being uh, sent over to Afghanistan coming from Oregon. And that's called first responders to concerns of life on earth and what they're trying to do to help us all and make things safe. And, um, and a piece for all life to have a better health. But I uh, wanted you to know that, too, also before we left. We really have enjoyed it, and we really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate another, that. We'll make another show and write your notes, and uh, listeners, get your logs out. By but, the way, uh, I, I send out a, a, a regular newsletter from DennisRichardson.org. That's okay, my good. website. Thank you and for to mentioning help that. people understand what's happening in Oregon and, and what uh, is going on here. And what your personal mission is to help others. Right. Well, thank you. You have a nice day. Okay, take care. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, we're going to listen to our sponsor and uh, be right back. And we have our second guest is Art Bernstein, who we've had on here, a special person in our lives. He's really also passionate about the environment and the nature of our earth. And we'll be right back and we'll discuss the endangered rivers again. That's one of my favorite subjects. We're going to listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. This is the Sharon Climate Hour, the power of water and global warming, and our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. For many of you who don't know or have not understood... The eye organ must have an adequate 100% all moisture, water content in the middle layer of your tear film. And over each eye organ, you have a clear film. You don't see that film, but it's like a dam that nature provided you to back up all the important nutrients, proteins uh, that are important for you to have a healthier eye and your eyesight to be healthy. If the tear film begins to deplete because of lack of moisture that the air isn't giving you because it is dry, it begins to deplete and you could have a dry eye. And those symptoms could be unusual to you, but blaming it on exhaustion or whatever, but tired eyes, allergies, weight, um, viruses, dry mouth, dry nose, concerns of, of your productivity. Now, many of you probably are sitting at a computer, for example. 
what is happening to your blinking and the adequate moisture to the eye because the environment indoors is forced air, heating, cooling, insulated windows and walls where the air stays in and we're environmentally protecting uh, and saving on heat and and um, keeping the air tight uh, for your uh, for your cost saving which I don't always agree with everyone open a window and then also uh, the paints and the fabrics and more we're learning more about the chemistry in our fabrics and and your sheets and your detergents and more you must learn how to provide adequate natural nutrition, which nature's tears I missed. If what you're missing with a sweep provides you what the air does not uh, is not providing you. The air is dry today, and global warming means drier air. Now you're not only causing this living on this earth; it's also being something that Earth is doing on its own. Water is vital to all life on Earth. Many people say, I'm learning to drink more water, Sharon. For some reason, I have more energy. I am fighting that flu. I am fighting more, uh, dealing with the symptoms better. It's funny how each of us learn these simple little freebies of, of learning how to be a healthier person and learn to discuss it with your friends. Drink water, lots of water. If you get angry, go have a glass of water. If you have to go for a long drive, Take, have a glass of water. Take water with you. If you feel like the viruses are going around and you may be susceptible and you've got to work, you've got to pay your bills, drink more water. Now, there's some inconvenience to go along with that. Call, I have to go to the restroom more. I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, my goodness. Go. Even if you have to go three times more a day, four more times a day, go. Uh, your digestive system requires it and your fluids going through the body and your skin is a filter system. So, But those rivers supply water for you to drink, and springs provide the water for you to drink. So be environmental and concerning about your health and those the waters and the protecting. Art, Art is with us today to talk about endangered rivers that provide us around the world our water. Art, are you with us? I think that Art has not gotten on the phone yet. So I'm here. Oh, you're there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear you. So, and I know we've had some power surges. We have one as we speak. Yeah. In fact, listeners in Southern Oregon, we are having a snow storm. Yeah, brother. And uh, don't blame it on global warming. We've always had snow around Oregon and in our mountains. But uh, Art, today we're going to talk about. Uh, endangered species, the rivers that provide the water to drink that I keep telling everybody they should be drinking. Yep. Which river are we going to talk about today? I thought I'd go close to home and talk about the Willamette. The Willamette River. Which is the major, you say Willamette and I say Willamette. Okay. How do our listeners listeners pronounce it? uh, I don't know. I think either one. Okay. okay, in Oregon, and but I'm a born Oregonian. Don't say Willamette, and you're okay. I'm a born Oregonian. We've always called it the Willamette. So, listeners, let's go by the fact that you, are, you weren't born in Oregon. No, I've only been here 35 years. Only 35 years. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we'll go the Willamette. And it is a beautiful river, and yeah. it is up in northern Oregon. Tell us about uh, the origination. Where does it come from? Uh, it comes from up in the... Uh... Cascades up by uh, Oak Ridge. The Cascade Mountains of Oak Ridge. Yeah. Oregon. Uh, you go to Eugene, and then I think it cuts up into the Cascades at, at Oak Ridge. 
Okay, and then now doesn't the Umpqua River originate up in those mountains from the Crater Lake region, or am I wrong? Yeah, the Umpqua is, is, is the next valley to the south. Okay. But the major river valley in Oregon is, is the Wallamut Valley. Wow, uh-huh. Uh, Eugene and Salem and Portland. Now, that river, uh, the Willamette, originating up in those mountain ranges of the Cascades, does the Cascades get a lot of snow? Cascades get tons and tons and tons of snow. Okay. And actually, Portland, which is the biggest city in Oregon, is not actually on the Columbia, it's on the Willamette. So the the river that, that runs through the middle of Portland. And the Willamette drains into the Columbia it's, it's and the then Willamette. the Columbia and River. It's, it's, it's the Columbia a few miles. Okay, uh, and the Columbia ri- originates up in Canada? Columbia originates in Columbia Lake, British Columbia. Okay, in Canada. In Canada. And then it drains down toward, uh, through Canada and through the state of Washington into the borders of Oregon and Washington, doesn't it? Yes, yes. So then the Willamette then drains into the Columbia River. Right. And, the, and, the, and that then, the Columbia River run, drains into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. There's a little park in Portland called Kelly Point Park. Uh-huh. And if you walk out to the point, that's where the Columbia meets the Willamette. What are you finding? Uh, Oregon is such a concerning uh, state yeah. about life on Earth and the influences and how it lives here. It's so beautiful. I mean, listeners, I know I'm I'm a born Oregonian, but I have a love affair with this state. And um, I'm living in southern Oregon where the beautiful Rogue is. And absolutely, if I was going to say that I have a passion and a love affair for what in life, uh, my faith in God, number one, but no, I love this state as the most beautiful state. Absolutely. The trees, the mountains, the, you know, you look at a mountain that's been created for what art is the creation of, of protection and the protection of the mountains, the strength of the mountains, the oxygen of the trees. Yeah, collect water, it's, uh, the courage of the water. Wind of the mountains is just outrageous to what it does and then it protects the waters uh, the mountains of the world do protect the waters and provide oxygen to the air from the trees and the waters yep. now the Willamette River weather systems around uh, creates genetic diversity oh balancing and on and on and on. ecosystem balancing yeah. now the Willamette River starts out probably pretty narrow I've never been to the origination but it starts out probably very narrow, but comes down very wide. It's a very wide. It's not as wide as the Mississippi in the United States. Yeah, it ends up with quite a bit of water in it. Yeah, and it comes down through Portland, Oregon, right through the middle. Right. Yeah. And it's actually unbalanced. It's in pretty good shape. Uh, well, I see fishermen out in the Portland Willamette River fishing yeah. year-round. Obviously, they you know, believe. You know where the Willamette Falls River. are? Pardon? Where Willamette Falls are in Oregon City? Uh huh. Have you seen them? Yes, I have. Just okay. gorgeous. It's, a, it's pristine. It's beautiful above Willamette Falls. Below Willamette Falls, uh, there's some pollution problems. Now, Oregon believes in reservoirs to hold their water and not let a drought yep. drain their state dry. Uh, through the years, they've been very wise because they're so into the nature of their fishing. They love their fishing. Uh, and healthy fishing. That's a, in fact, fisher, uh, the, the fishing guiding is a very big uh, business throughout Oregon on the rivers. Yeah. They have r- river guides, and they care about their river, 
and I'm sure they're very active. Well, there's a major fishery in the Columbia. There's a major uh-huh. fishery in the, the lower Willamette. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, now, what uh, have you found? Uh, we've been talking about the positive. Have you found anything that they're lacking in to take care of their river? Uh, yeah, below Willamette Falls, uh, the last 10 miles or so of the river is a super fun site. Uh-huh. It was polluted uh, with uh, creosote from lumber manufacture and petroleum products and PCBs and pesticides. And when was your last survey? I mean, when what was the date of the what you read that uh, you can back up? Currently in the process of being cleaned up. Okay. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, wonderful. Above the above Willamette Falls, the river is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm a believer, and I need listeners to hear this too. For my, this is just my evaluation personally. That don't blame the businesses because we hire the government to participate in the businesses to be an economic force to be a healthy economy. Right. They should be working with the businesses all along, forever, those scientists and those people we pay well in the government, with all of those extras that they get to retire and all. It seems strange they're not working with all of the businesses to make sure that those things are caught before they begin to happen, not as a, quote, uh, put you out of business uh, regulator, but I will assist you to be a better business and they won't have all the drainage and the spilling, and then the businesses can begin to thrive and do what they do best to bring the economy, and then the scientists of the government are also participating. Um, how, yeah, do you, am I wrong? Some of the businesses are bad actors, but uh, most of them aren't. They don't seem to say bad actors. In They're in business to make the economy flow, too. provide the jobs. Yeah. Without the business, there'd be no job. And today we're hearing if without the job, you're not going to have a health insurance because you can't afford it. But what I'm saying is, is uh, so in Oregon, they're getting very active, proactive about getting concerned about cleaning up the Willamette River. Yeah, I was involved years ago with a local uh, logging organization, and, you know, they weren't uh, wanting to cut down every single tree and no. not plant it. I mean, not by any means, because they'd be cutting off their own uh, foot, you know. Yeah, their livelihood for the future. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, isn't it amazing that the government, let's call it the uh, uh, the government, uh, that you hire, that you pay pretty darn well in the United States, uh, that didn't hear, want to get really active with the businesses and and be part of it. It's a it's a it's a team effort to be part of something that everything can thrive and be economy uh, where the jobs are flowing and the economy is healthy. Uh, it's something that we should consider. Now, the Willamette River going into the uh, Columbia, uh, how's the Columbia doing down in that region? Is it how Are they keeping it clean? I think the Columbia is okay, but I haven't really researched this. I Let's research it because the Willamette River runs into the Columbia out of Portland, Oregon, right through the city. It's so beautiful. Well, I know the Native Americans catch a whole lot of fish in the Columbia. Uh-huh. So they must be edible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to uh, go and uh, but Art, uh, find us another river in the United States or the world that we can discuss uh, about. Because if it wasn't for the river, we'd have no water to drink. Okay, I was the thinking unhealthy. of the yeah. There's some interesting. The Allegheny and Monongahela is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, uh, the, and uh, the Los Angeles River, which is completely paved. Yeah. Interesting river. Let's learn a little bit more about why they did that, too. Well, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Have a nice day, Art. Bye. Bye. Well, here we are. The show goes fast, and uh, 
we want to ask you for your uh, involvement around the world and ask questions. Let's be proactive. Let's be a civilization of concern for each other. We're living on a planet together, and Earth has the secret, and it's not complicated. It's just common sense in any language. Earth's secret, embrace life every moment. In other words, the moment we're thinking, the moment you're there, take care of yourself. You're a gift to this Earth because how you take care of yourself is what's happening to the rest of us that live with you. Earth has a whisper. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.